everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glenn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. I'm Dax Holt. That is Adam Glenn on the other side. Buddy, how are you doing today? I am good. The year is wrapping up and what a year it was. The one thing about the entertainment news industry, I think Dax, you'd agree, is uh, it never ends. (laughs) Did you... Do you see my gray hairs? I literally have gray hairs, not because of my children, but because of working in entertainment news, because it never stops. It never gives you rest. Any wrinkles I have, I like I look at this one. I'm like, this one's called Britney Spears. (laughs) This one over here is Lindsay Lohan. Like the amount of times that I've missed nights of sleep because I had to be up working on a story so the public could read about it. I know. Well, guys, welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast, where we like to say we humanize Hollywood. We Reveal the fourth wall of the entertainment industry and just kind of what's going on in pop culture world. So what are we doing on today's episode, Dex? So we are going to count down the top stories of 2022. I was thinking about this the other day, and it's funny, like... There's stories that have happened this year that you've literally forgotten about because it either happened so long ago or because new stories have come out that have kind of trumped it and you've pushed it back into your mind. So I want to go through and essentially do like a raw rundown of the year. And I just thought that would be kind of fun. We can kind of talk about all the crazy shit that's happened this year. Yeah, it's uh, there's always different stuff. And this was like a weird year, uh, I guess, in the entertainment news world because, you know, we sort of you know, the times are changing, you know, you know, obviously Elon Musk had a big year with social media and changing up Twitter. So like, it's crazy how much social media has an effect on the entertainment industry, obviously with COVID affected the film industry, you know, when, when's the last time you went to go see a movie in the theater? You probably went more recent than I did. Yeah. I'm trying to think. You you saw actually uh, Wakanda, right? I, I saw. Yeah, I did. Wow, good. I was trying to remember what the hell movie was the last one, and it was Wakanda Forever. Yeah, but this year you probably went to go see the least amount of movies only, that you usually do. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I think I I saw maybe a handful this year. Most of the time, I was like, oh, I can get that at home. Hell yeah, I'll, I'll watch it at home because it was almost a better deal. You could sit down and pay for a movie, and like your friends could just come to your house, and it's you know cost you fifteen twenty bucks to watch a movie rather than go to the theater. And spend two hundred dollars having all the same people at the movie theater. Yeah, I miss the movies though. It's not the same experience. Agreed. It's... I also don't have a theater, so you're watching it on a, yeah. <laughs> a smaller TV. Yeah. It's not the same. It's, it's not the same. I miss movie theaters. But uh, before we get to the top ten stories of the year, we read your reviews live on air. Um, we just want to say thank you for supporting us. Uh, we're not a Patreon yet. No, we're not doing Patreon. But <laughs> <laughs> depends on how desperate we get. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're not, not going to be doing a Patreon. But um, yeah, this is our just way of saying thank you and kind of uh, shouting you out. So, Dax, do you have some reviews ready for us? Oh, of course, dude. They've been flowing in like crazy. So, you guys have been giving me a lot of content to read. So, all right. 
This one comes from Kimberly Bryant. I stop everything when a new episode drops. I absolutely love listening to the both of you, the stories, hearing your insight, experiences, and I re-listen to every episode at least twice, if not three times. I love the episode with... What is it? I say what? That's great. (laughs) I know, right? And then she said, I love the episode with Steve Honig. I keep cracking up at the video Dex made of him photographing Kim Kardashian in her Halloween costume. Keep up the great work. And if any time I can contribute something to y'all. Yes, I said y'all from Louisiana. uh, You'll be the first I I contact. Love you guys. Well, there we go. There we go, Kimberly. You already got to contribute. We got to read your, uh, your review live on the air. So thank you. Kimberly Bryant, thank you so much, Dax. Do you have another? I do. Let me delete that one out so I don't reread it in uh, four days. <laughs> All right. This, yeah. uh, this one comes from uh, Gub Gub one two three four five stars. My two favorite pod pod stars. You guys are the best. You have great banter and the juiciest inside Hollywood stories. I own a dog walking business, so I listen to podcasts all day. Whenever yours is dropped, it's my first choice to start my day. Thanks you all for working for your hard work, Lisa Bumgardner. Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate that. Very I sweet. feel like, how are, how do the reviews just keep getting better and better and better? Because, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, it's so good. I, I love these. Like, the, the fact that uh, the last one was talking about how she listens to them twice, like, that's unbelievable. Yeah. That's awesome. I my my wife won't even listen. She's like, ah, oh, Dax, I've heard. I I don't want to hear your voice more than I have to. And this, you know, <laughs> our, our our listeners are listening twice. It's so cool. Okay, last one. Uh, this one says from Jenny Hodges, seventy five. Love you guys. Found you a fear you go fear you. Love you guys. Found you a fear user. I can't read it. Found you a few years ago. That is a bit of a tongue twister and haven't missed an episode. Look forward to it. You you read that sentence. Found you a few years ago and haven't missed an episode. Look forward to it. <laughs> uh, Jenny Hodges, 75. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you so much. Very sweet. All right, Dax. On to our top 10 stories of the year of 2022. Let's start yeah. with number 10. Number 10, I think this one... This was the one that was teetering on the... I I didn't know to include it or not, but it became such a big story that I felt like we kind of had to, and that is Top Gun Maverick. Uh, Just the movie being released and it racking in $1.5 billion in the box office. Uh, I think the most shocking part was this was Tom Cruise's... uh, biggest success story of his entire career and the guy has had a ton of movies you know between mission impossibles and i mean just everything that he has done in his life that this is the number one and it is the 11th highest grossing film worldwide of all time like unbelievable like i i just yeah. Good job, Tom Cruise. Yeah, really it, amazing. Really um, so that's why I wanted to add it because it was just a huge milestone for him. Yeah, they. I mean, this movie, they had it ready for like a long time, but they wanted to wait. Like the originally when this movie was supposed to come out was during like the heart of COVID, and they're like, no, we want mm-hmm. people to like come to theaters to see this. And it was kind of like word of mouth how this movie kind of sparked people to start coming to theaters, and everyone who saw the movie were. You know, I didn't. I'm gonna be totally honest with you, Dex. I did not see the movie, um, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be totally honest with you. And I know this is super embarrassing as a guy who works in this industry. I never watched Top Gun one. What? Yeah, I just I didn't have interest. Like I saw parts of it, but I was just like, eh. I never got into it. I mean, I watched it obviously a hundred years ago, yeah, but nevertheless, it was like one of those movies. Like 
everyone watched. I don't know how yeah. you possibly skipped out on I it. I mean, it came out when I was, what, two? Um, what, 36 years <laughs> ago? I was like, I didn't watch it at the time, but then I had no interest in it. But the movie, you know, $1.4 billion globally. 1.5. Don't five skip the 0.5. Overseas, um, and then just crazy about the people who loved it. Some people say it was better than one. I mean, it was just incredible, the feedback. And I got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, um, is like for a movie to well, come it's out. Rare, it's rare that a a sequel is as good as is good or at, better than the first one. And I think that was the most shocking part is this day and age where it's like, oh, let's always redo a movie or let's make a sequel to a project. We see it over and over again, like Hollywood's lost the creativity. But this one, it was like, oh, damn, they did such a good job. Just all the the plot lines intertwining with themselves and like how do you bring someone into this movie that happened 30 years ago and still make it relevant like it, they really crush it and i think going back to people seeing it in theaters you know that was that was tom going i i don't want this to be something you just watch at your house and what i liked is that he even did a thank you message yeah i think that was the movie really cool. saying thank you for coming back to the theaters and like so we could present this movie in the format that it should be viewed at huge on-screen action in your face and um i just kudos all around they did a really fantastic yeah, job with this i think movie. that just that little tom grew mentioned before the movie started for theater it was just a very cool thing to do this is one of the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time um i think actually number nine uh, number one is. Oh, is it, has it moved up to nine? Because last time I looked, it was at eleven. So uh, I, it was nine, and that was documented in July. But it was uh, number one is still Star Wars: The Force Awakens. That was um, nine hundred thirty-six million, um, and this one was. Are like, you looking at international? No, this was. I'm talking about domestic. Oh, see, so highest grossing worldwide, I think, is 11. Yeah, That's why. so domestic, the domestic box office was number nine of all time. The only, mm. actually, all the movies before that were pretty much all, you know, Marvel, all Star Wars movies, except, I guess, Avatar, which is Disney, and then the Titanic. Well, Avatar, I'm seeing, so worldwide, Avatar is number one. Avengers Endgame 2, Titanic is three, which is amazing that Titanic is still... Up in the top yeah. three after all these years. Then comes Star Wars episodes. What is that? Five, six, seven. Avengers. Sorry, I had to read my Roman numerals. Um, Spider-Man, Jurassic World, The Lion King, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So crazy. I think it's just the success of it. It was just the, you know, the uh, it came out a little later than they wanted to. But again, they wanted people to see it in theaters because, and it deserved to see it in theaters, you know, the, this kind of movie. Yeah. Like, this is the type of experience they wanted people to see, not at home. I respect them for making that decision. Like, no, let's just wait a little bit. And I think this movie was maybe the movie that started bringing people back to theaters. So uh, they just handled it all well. Perfect time for it to come back. Great job. Just the Tom Cruise beforehand. And uh, I know what movie I'm excited for 2023. Hmm. Indiana Jones. Did you see the trailer? No. Oh, man. The trailer looks kind of fun. The only thing, it's a little bit more CGI. And it's like some stuff is like kind of like... It's not your typical Indiana Jones because CGI has played a bigger part into movies than it was years ago. But I'm excited mm. for Indiana Jones. I'm curious how it's going to do in theaters. Cool. All right, number nine. Do you remember that this year Britney Spears got married? <laughs> remember that? 
Yes, Britney Spears did get married. I just remember seeing like the the Sam at the gym the morning of like the wedding, I think. But uh yeah, uh Britney Spears got married this year. This is so funny. Like I just again, you think back to some of these stories and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that did happen this year." Yeah. Uh yeah, you know, Sam and uh Britney got married at her estate here in California. Madonna showed up, Paris showed up. What was funny was a couple weeks ago, uh, Britney had posted, and I don't know what was going on with Britney um, on her social media, but she posted that, um, uh, who's in the baby driver? Ansel Egort. Yeah. She goes, she literally posted like a picture of him at her wedding, which I don't remember seeing a single photo that he was there. This yeah. was the first photo I saw of him at the wedding. And she goes, this is so funny. The guy of in Baby Driver was at the wedding. And I'm like, you don't even know the guy's name who was at your wedding? You don't know Ansel Edgar? Like, how did he get an invite if Britney doesn't even know him? Yeah. No, it was uh, it, 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 just what a wedding. What a weird. And the crazy part of the wedding, her family wasn't there. Yeah, that was the other big story, obviously, that her two sons were not there. They were beefing with mom and did not want to be at the wedding. It was going to be too much of a distraction. Um, a lot of a lot of drama in Britney's life nonstop, I feel. Um, but she's now happily married. Yes. Yeah, so it's uh, – do you think Britney, her year – I mean, she left her dad – you know, and then Dude, she became... I'm not I'm not sure it's her year. I don't, I don't know what's going on in her life like that. that I am happy she is free. I am nervous for everything that it entails. Unfortunately, I feel like her her social media screams uh, that something is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like just it doesn't seem right. And I know that's probably not the most popular thing to say right now because we're all like, woo, pro Britney. Which I I am pro her and I'm pro everything that's going on, but I I feel like there's a lot of red flags in her life and on her social media that make me nervous for her. Yeah, it's uh you know her son did that interview this year where he basically talked about Kevin actually Federline did an interview with what ET Australia or something like that. Mm -hmm. So someone paid him. Um, you have to imagine someone threw some money. I mean, I'm just hundred percent. Like, like yeah. you, you, you don't, don't do an interview. You don't do ET Australia because you could just do ET United States and it'll go to Australia and this and that. But ET Australia probably had the money. Australia's always had the money for big exclusives. Like Australia is a country that they love their entertainment news and their outlets are willing to pay a shit ton of money for the exclusives on stuff. So if you ever see like a you know, an outlet in Australia getting the exclusive is because they're paying big bucks. Yeah, you overseas, uh, and shout out to our overseas listeners. You guys like the U.S. outlets don't pay for material anymore. I could talk to the paparazzi; they'll be the first ones to tell you, like, "Yeah, we don't make money here anymore." All right, let's take a quick break. I want to talk about our sponsor today, Factor. Uh, you know, Factor's got these delicious, ready-to-eat meals that make eating better every day so much easier. You just want to head over to FactorMeals.com/rawpod50. Use our code RAWPOD50 to get 50% off. Listen, they got over 35 different options to choose from, including people who are into keto diets, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and so many more. Uh, I think my thing is I am constantly 
constantly on the run. I have zero time in my life. And they've got these easy two-minute meals, which is basically they tell them is you fuel up fast. You've got these restaurant-quality meals that are ready to eat and heat up whenever you are. So don't let the food dictate your life. You just kind of pop it in, get it ready to go. They've also got snacks and smoothies, so many more. You know, you can kind of really plan out your entire day with breakfast, midday bites, so many more. I'm a huge snacker myself, so that's kind of like what I lean to. So if you are interested in checking out Factor for the first time, head on over to factormeals.com slash rawpod50. Use our code rawpod50 to get 50% off. That's code rawpod50 at factormeals.com slash rawpod50 to get 50% off. Trust me, you're going to love it. You'll thank us later. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Um, but overseas, they still buy this content. Like they still obsess over, you know, tabloid and content, Daily Mail. And it's kind of crazy. The sun out there. I mean, that's where the money is. That's why people chase Prince Harry and Meghan because there's always money with them. Um, people yep. love to see the gossip that goes on with them. But back to Brittany. Um, it's I think been, you're talking Kevin doing the interview. Yeah, Kevin did the interview. Um, it, it, it's it's been a. Oh, yeah. Did I know I don't know how to say Spit this. Spit it out, Adam. Spit Did it out. Great year. I mean, yes, she got married in her eyes. She might see she had a great year, but like from the outside looking in, you're like, but did you? I don't know. The family wasn't there. All I got to say is every time I opened my Instagram, I was like, oh, Brittany, man, she's naked again. Yeah. <laughs> like every time I'm I don't, dancing I, in the I, same spot at her house. I wonder if there's just a mirror light, at, like one of those lights in that same part. She's like, oh, there's like. She puts it into her schedule. She's going to dance randomly to a song. I mean, it's. I I just think like it's always got to be so funny to be other people in the house. Like I'm sure she has, you know, a, a chef or an assistant or some other people walking around in her house. And I always got to think how funny it is that you like look over and there's Brittany like at the front door again with her ring light and her camera just dancing. Can, can you imagine <laughs> being a fly on the wall at Brittany's house to see what's actually going on? No, but I'll tell you what her husband, for what it's worth, and I don't know him personally, but from what I've seen, he seems like a decent guy. You know, everyone we've talked to, like, like Paps or whatever, everyone's had good interactions with him. That he seems like a great guy. Yeah, so he seems like a good guy. So at least she, you know, from the outside looking, it seems like she's got a good guy in her hands. All right, number eight. Number eight. Oh, the end of the Wendy Williams show and the continual saga that surrounds her. You know, this was the year that uh, Fox eventually pulled the plug on Wendy Williams after being gone for so long and having all of her own health issues and not showing up to work. And, and finally, they said, we are going to cancel the show. And I think this was a really big deal for Wendy. I mean, I think she was already struggling uh, with her health and mentally. And then, you know, to have Fox kind of pull it out from under her I think that was a, a really big blow this year for her personally um, but it seems like she is fighting to 
be back in front of everyone. I know she's got a podcast. She's she's uh, finally going out and being seen, doing uh, different little um, like speaking engagements. Uh, the videos are a little concerning of her out and about walking around, but I think that has a lot to do with her Graves disease. Um, I, I think it makes it tough to walk. So I think there's a little combination of both. I think the health issues um, uh, plus just you know, I, the continual scrutiny that goes uh, uh, with Wendy Williams. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy because it was such a successful show. I mean, she almost owned that, at least in the New York, that 10 a.m. hour in New York. That's what time it aired here in New York. It was like, oh, it's 10 a.m., Wendy Williams is on. I mean, that was her time, you know, and the show was on top of the world, you know, and she was Wendy Williams, the, the, the queen of all media, you know, and and just like that, she just had to give up her show. And Sherry Shepard. No, she did not give it up. That was well. It was forcefully taken. Yes, but <laughs> yes, but remember, we had Jessica Finn on the show this past year, and Jessica mm-hmm. Finn, who is a, a great news reporter, she works over at the Daily Sun. We used to work with her back, and the dad, another outlet. But she talked about how she, you know, what, do you remember the story? What was the total factor? The catalyst. Yeah. The, yes. It was like okay, we need to make a change right now. Yeah, it was inappropriate behavior while filming the show during COVID lockdown and camera crews inside of her house, and she was she was not all there. Did and we talk so, about how she got? Did we talk about what happened exactly? How or, she got naked yeah. and did stuff to herself in front of the crew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go back and listen to that episode if you want the <laughs> the full rundown of it. So it's not us saying it; it's just Finn saying it. But. Um, yeah, I think it became too much. It was too much of a liability for Fox. That was the so final they, straw for the Wendy Williams yeah. show. When the crew was at her house and she kind of dropped, you know, everything, her clothing, and did that. Uh, but you know, she, and then she went away for a little. Allegedly, allegedly let's say allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, but then there's you know stories about the money and where's the money gone, and it's just a wild thing that's going on over, the, over at the Wendy Williams camp she did uh we see her saw her event recently for her old radio station where she was on stage talking to uh talking to the audience talking to doing an interview and she seemed in good shape however when you do see her walking around like you said she has she is again that's what, walking a little bit i i saw it up like in our private facebook group there's a lot of people commenting on it and people saying no that a lot of that is typical of graves sure disease. yeah like that is that is what you get like it is painful to walk it's hard and so they blamed that on that not mental struggles true um but i will say in the entertainment industry everyone loves a comeback story so will 2023 be the year of Wendy Williams where her podcast or maybe she has some new outlet where she kind of comes back strong? We'll, uh, we'll sit back and wait. Speaking of a comeback story, this is not in my top 10 rundown, but I do want to mention it because it's an honorable mention. But Lindsay fucking Lohan, dude, she oh. is having a comeback. Like I've never seen her. She was disgraced from Hollywood. No one wanted to work with her. No producers were approaching her. She was the only thing that she could do was work in Mykonos with her club. Like no one thought she would do anything. And now she's on top of the world, you know, with her new um, holiday movie that she put out on Netflix. I see that she's doing photo shoots for magazines. Like people are approaching her once again because she put in the effort. And I've always said Lindsay Lohan, crazy talented. 
she just let a lot of it go to waste because she was more interested in partying and the funness and all of just what Hollywood had to offer. She kind of forgot about the the craft, the talent that goes along. Like, you can only be, you know, the party girl for so long. Yes, people, you were the it thing, but if you can't get a movie, you can't land a role, that starts to fade away because people get over party girl Lindsay Lohan after a while. Yeah, I mean, I saw Lindsay, what, maybe two, three weeks ago now, and she looked amazing. She was in good spirits, good energy. She just is in good – she's just awesome. She was really cool, good to the fans, good to the photographers, fair, nice, cool, and sort of with it. And She didn't have that weird accent anymore. Remember she had that accent that she mm-hmm. just kind of called it? No more of the accent. She's married. She's happy. She's like going out. She went to the Knicks game. And it's just good to see Lindsay back. And no one, everyone agrees. She looks incredible. And you get this seat in her skin. Like there's just yeah. a radiant from It's just crazy, yeah, but it's awesome. Comeback story. We all love it. All right, let's right, move on because that was just an honorable mention. All right, <laughs> that was that was seven point five. <laughs> so it was right in between right. seven and eight. All right, seven. Number seven, Courtney Kardashian and uh, Travis Barker getting married. You remember that happened this yeah, year? They got married kiss all a couple place. times. Yeah. Um, but I'm also going to wrap in the fact that Chloe having another baby and more cheating news from Tristan Thompson. So I'm going to say this is kind of a Kardashian number for seven. Okay, it's just a car. It's, it's a Kardashian. <laughs> okay. Let's just bang all the Kardashians in that one thing. We can even throw in the. Well, I'll have I'll have one other Kardashian <laughs> yeah. story, obviously, but I, I felt like I could wrap them in because the Courtney and Travis all j- them getting together, the whirlwind romance, the uh, getting married in Vegas, the getting married in Italy, the just nonstop talk about them. I feel like I had to put it on the rundown, but also. Chloe and her life being more ripped apart by more Tristan Thompson news. You know, she's having, they're having a baby via surrogate, but at the same time, finding out that he's having a baby with someone else, I'm like, Chloe, just move the hell on from this guy. Like, the amount of drama that I feel like Chloe could avoid in her life if she just chose men better. Yeah. Like, think about it. Every single guy has, like, kind of screwed her over when it comes to. Her, her life and her relationships. You wonder if it's the car, if it's the driver. Like, what are you doing, Chloe, at this point? Like, why do you keep allowing these people back in your life? But I get it because you have kids with them that you need to be, like, a good role model. I mean, Kim's doing that, obviously, with Kanye, where she's being very strong and not, like, saying to her kids, no, you cannot yeah, not but be around Kanye. But it's... Can't cl- can Chloe just find, like, an accountant from Calabasas? Like, stop picking famous people. It doesn't work for you. You get cheated on every time. Like, just pick John the accountant and, you know, who who's not out there in the spotlight and who can focus on you and rather than, like, traveling around the world screwing everyone else. Easier said than done. Do you th- really think that Chloe Kardashian could be with a regular person? A guy who was just in the Yes, I think she's going to get to the – she's going to get to the point where she goes – why am I dating all these famous people that F me over? I would love to see. Can you imagine that guy's life, a person who just fall? That's going to be the new, like, you know, like Toad and the Princess. Like, that's a crazy story if she just – if she ends up with a regular person. Yeah, that would be great for her. Like him, she needs. Someone that could just focus on her, treat her like a queen, and – 
help her raise her children and you know like that's what she needs in her life that's what she needs in her life the the question is if she'll allow that in her life i think uh, if it's not good, it's not good for the family business. It's not good for family business. <laughs> However, if someone does come in either lives, like him or Chloe, and it's just a really good person, successful in business, and like cares for the kids, like they will become a star. Because, especially for Chloe, because people want that for Chloe. People wish Chloe mm-hmm. the best. So I think if someone comes around and like treats Chloe like a queen and just treats her well, I think that could be a new show. I think that could be like a new star couple because it's just it's a great opportunity for a guy but again there's all these young entrepreneurs that want to get their name out there i'm just who's going to be i don't know i i it's more like guess the profession of chloe's next you know and you know she would be good is like a a rich billionaire you know like you see these people like they fall for the billionaires like tina turner or rihanna or mariah carey like they they fall in love with billionaire. That's kind of the person. If she just had like some billionaire that could essentially follow her wherever she goes and like have a good time, and then he's focused on her rather than you know anything else, that would be good. Yeah. All right. What's next? I don't know what I'm talking about. We're gonna go with it though. Yeah. Number six. Number six. The don't worry, darling drama with uh, number one, obviously Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, all their drama, but then the how she got served during the uh, the the film Q and A. But then I'm going to throw in Harry Styles and Florence and Chris Pine and Shia LaBeouf. All of it together is number six because. Again, this was something that I probably wouldn't have cared about. Like this movie in general, wouldn't have cared, wouldn't have wanted to see it. But because of all the just pure drama behind the scenes, it was the best publicity of a movie <laughs> this year. Maybe even more so than Top Gun. Yeah, no, this is the best publicity of a movie ever because it was became real storyline. And it was just – you couldn't even write this up how great the storyline is. And we don't even know if we ever heard the truth between Shia LaBeouf and Florence. And then obviously with at the Cannes Film Festival, if Harry allegedly spit on – He didn't spit on I him. I know he didn't, but that became – He made that, for a great story, but he didn't spit on him. That became a big news story. Remember how crazy did he spit? Did he not? And like what mm-hmm. was – why did he do that reaction? I mean there was just so much – the drama could not end. And really – I mean, the producers, I, I have to imagine, enjoyed every second of it because it just raised... I think I think they probably enjoyed the interest in the movie, but I think that there was so much negative publicity. Like, all the stories were negative. Like, there wasn't like, hey, Harry Styles and Chris Pine, like, they're broing down. Like, it's spitting on him. It's the fight between Harry and Florence, the fight between Florence and Shia, the flight fight between Olivia and Jason. Like, all of that was just negative, negative energy. So I got to imagine they didn't love that. But when you start seeing the numbers flow in for how many people wanted to watch the movie because they wanted to see, can we see the drama in the movie? That's when I think they were probably like, okay, this was great. Everyone knows about our, our movie right now. Yeah, and it didn't end well because... Olivia Wilde a few weeks back and Harry Styles have broken up. So it's through all that and everything that went they did, all the drama and they didn't they're they're no longer together. So it was a good I gotta think, between Harry and Olivia, but you know, Jason Yeah, but like you, laughing. you your marriage and your family life 
got flipped upside down for this momentary fling. Yeah. Like, do you look back and you're like, damn. And maybe her and Jason were not good. Like, you know, but all the stories that came out made it sound like Jason was very blindsided by the whole thing. So... That's why this you know, story, maybe why, they why weren't this good. story becomes even bigger because the nanny came out this year and raised a lot of shit. Like it just kind of outed the the what was going on in the family internally, like in the home. And that had people talking. It was weird because the nanny spoke to Daily Mail. And we questioned why did the nanny come out? Why did she dis- why did she speak? Did she not sign an NDA? Was she paid? It was just wild that the nanny Or was she encouraged by one side or the other to go speak because it made the other side look really bad. That's true. But again, remember, there's so much that goes into this story because Olivia Wilde was doing a panel and then she got served papers in front of hundreds of people uh, from Jason Sudeikis. I mean, there's so many levels to this story, but it just makes you, you know, we start to bring up all these things that happen. Just make, like, wow, that was fucking crazy for them. And and to think that we're only at number six of 2022 <laughs> with how batshit crazy this whole story has been. Do you think this story is going to affect Olivia Wilde's career? Yeah, I think yeah, hundred percent. For the better, or for the worse. I, um, I want to say I I want to say it wasn't a good look, and I want to say because so much of it centered around the movie that it took away from her producing skills and put more like everything was out of control. So I feel like, does that look good for her producing? Or if someone else says, yeah, let's invest a lot of money in her and have her help us make a movie. Are they going to be like, is she just going to bring drama to the the film set? And we don't need that. Yeah. I mean, I think Olivia Wilde now kind of, because of all these storylines went from being an actress to Olivia Wilde. And I always said this, and this is what happened to Lindsay Lohan. When a director sees wants to put someone in a movie, I think they don't see them for their their personal life takes over for their professional life. And I think that yep. becomes the issue. So, all right, what's next, Dax? Number five, Kim and Kanye getting a divorce, her dating Pete Davidson, him dating Julia Fox, and all the crazy shit Kanye did this year where he pissed off black people, pissed off white people, pissed off the Jews, pissed off Adidas. Basically, all of that wrapped into being number five. <laughs> it's funny how, like... <laughs> You're like, where do I start? <laughs> it's so funny, like, all the stories are like, hey, remember this part? Because there's not just one element to the story. There's so many different factors to each story. You know, just like, as we said in the last one, the, the, the Olivia Wilde story. So this one... I mean, it ended, we're recording this, and it's not even January 1st yet. So Kanye can still even do worse, even more damage. We don't even know that. Well, the, the funny thing is we, we've literally, he's been so bad this, this year that there was literally raw rundowns that we refused to talk about him. <laughs> yeah. Because it was like, how many times can we possibly cover this guy? And all the hateful, horrible things he says, like, why are we continuing to give him press and publicity? Like, so we even had to stop covering Kanye because it was so bad this year. You know, his his divorce... You know, obviously him and Kim were not good for a while, and then it spiraled really out of control, and then he just, like, went on the attack for everyone. Oh, yeah. Like, when you start going after your the mother of your children, that's bad, dude. Like, more more so than anything else, I just think about, like, 
you're going after Kim, and your your children are going to read about this one day. You know, we're finding out that he sent, like, or would show people nude videos and photos of Kim to certain, like, execs at his company. Um, the, the trash that he would say about Pete Davidson. I, I don't know. It was just, like, the trash he said about, you know, I guess it's not this year, but the... the you know, slavery was a choice, like, that was awful, the praising Hitler and Nazis was awful, the, yeah, it's just, like, one thing after another, I, I can't even keep up with him anymore. Yeah, I mean, you guys all know the Kanye stuff, we want to give him more attention than it deserves, I mean, all the hate that he kind of threw out there, that was just wild and crazy, and he went through publicist to publicist, Kim, on the other hand, when she, lawyer looked, to lawyer, yeah, yeah, uh, well, then Kim, on the other hand, left Kanye, and then, all of a sudden, she's at Zero Bond one night, kind of leaves out the side door and runs to Staten Island to have a date with Pete Davidson. And they became a hot item for a while, you know, for a couple months. Mm -hmm. Pete's dating her. And, you know, they left on good when terms. That, when yeah. that all started, I, I thought, oh, this is just a publicity thing. But then I started to think, like, I think that they really genuinely like each other. I think it was such a breath of fresh air for her to have this guy completely opposite of Kanye. He's lighthearted. He's funny. He's like, I think he brought an element of like fun and excitement into her life after this dark cloud that was hovering over her head for so long. Yeah. So, I mean, it became a great year for Pete on the other hand, because Pete was with Kim and now, uh, you know, apparently with Emily Lachkowski, but back to Kim and Kanye, the, the, the year ended with them in a, a wild divorce. Kanye is going to be paying uh, a pretty hefty amount. He's going to be paying her uh, Kim two hundred thousand dollars per month in child support. Um, you know they're going to share joint custody of their four children, and we'll see how. I mean, we don't know what the relationship is currently with Kim and Kanye. Like we see them both at soccer games, but who? They're 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 they're. It's joint custody. I think the I think the more dumb shit. Kanye says the further Kim backs away from him she does not this is not what she needs not good you know and I, and I think I think for her she is probably so happy to have gone through the divorce before all this stuff became public yeah. you know what I'm saying because we remember Van had said Van from TMZ back in the day had said that Kanye said very similar comments on an episode of TMZ that got edited out. This was what he alleged. Um, I do not know, even though I wasn't at TMZ at the time. Adam wasn't there at the time. Um, but that stuff never made it out. This could have looked really bad on Kim if that would have come out at the time that they were together. But the fact that she is divor they're divorced, it like it makes her look like she is not supporting that and she that he is just out wild on his own. So yeah. All right. I think divorce was the best thing to happen to them and her her brand before he went wild. Yeah. All right, Dax, what's next? Number four. All right. This one is a big lumping as well because it is all about all the death that happened this year. Some huge names passed away this year, including it started with like Bob Saget. Oh, no, it actually started with Betty White because <laughs> yeah. hers was technically December 31st, but like the news hit January 1st. So we started the year off super shitty losing Betty White and Bob Saget, Kirsten the Al Queen, Queen Elizabeth, yeah. um, Anne Heche, Coolio, Taylor Hawkins, Sidney Poitier, Leslie, jo uh, Leslie Jordan, 
Naomi Judd, Ray Liotta, Olivia Newton-John, our one of our former guests, Aaron Carter, Gilbert Kirstie Godfrey. Alley. Who else? Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Godfrey. I mean, it was just, it was a year of big names passing away. And maybe that just comes with us getting older. You know what I'm saying? Like We were supposed to have Kirstie Alley on the podcast. We were talking we were. to her. And then that, you know, obviously it was unfortunate. Yeah, we yeah uh, our producer Pat had been texting back and forth with her pretty recently about coming on the podcast, and she was excited, and our, we were trying to line up schedules, and it just never worked out, and then all of a sudden she's gone, and no one really knew that she was dealing with a cancer battle, and it was just like boom, next day. So. Dex, can I ask you something? This might be a little yeah, morbid. How many Scientologists passed away? This year, yeah, we so uh, was Kirstie Alley, mm-hmm. Olivia Newton-John. Was she Scientology? Yeah, I think she was. Yeah, John Travolta maybe talked to a lot of these people about Scientology. Um, so, so I don't know this answer. Um, but let me ask you my question. This is what I'm getting at, and I'm just curious. Okay. Do Scientology? They don't believe in medicine, or they're not. I believe that, and that's what I was literally going to say. Is I don't know all the rules of Scientology. I mean, I know what I've kind of like seen um on some of the shows but i believe they're not into a lot of the medicine stuff so like if kirstie got cancer like does she not do anything or so i don't know that again i i don't know if they treat cancer or they don't treat cancer or they how sick they get i don't know a lot of the rules of scientology yeah so that could be uh part of what contributed yeah no but it's um yeah a lot of deaths and a lot of like like just solid names i mean from bob saget kirstie alley i mean this is just kind of it's hard at our generation a little bit you know gilbert Gottfried. it was just man it was jason david frank mm-hmm. i mean i had like good relationships with a lot of these people it's just kind of sucks it's crazy it's wild so hopefully um you know, this like one, Aaron, Car- Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. Wow, man. Dude, I mean, we had to do a whole episode devoted to our conversation with Aaron Carter. Yeah. Is it starting to get like? Are we the are people? Are is it our problem? Because Kirstie Alley even talking to us, and then she passes away. Yeah. Gilbert Godfrey, we had him on, passed away. We, people need to be nervous about <laughs> yeah. our You know what happens, though? So 2023 <laughs> is going to happen, and then the first death's going to happen. And be like, oh, already this is the worst year ever. Like, ah, oh, right, yeah. you know, that's what's going to happen. Just the same way it happened in 2022. All right, what's next, Tex? All right, number three, Jen and Ben getting married, getting together, all of that stuff. I guess they didn't get together this year, but them getting married, this was pretty much the wedding of uh, the year. It trumped, obviously, Courtney and Travis. It trumped Britney Spears. This was the wedding everyone was talking about because it was 20-some years in the making from the first time Benifer got together, got, you know, they had got engaged. This was, a, a you know, a big deal back in the day and now to actually watch them finally walk down the aisle together at his home where is his home louisiana or something like that yeah something like that uh georgia i I can't even one of those places um georgia (laughs) but watch them walk (laughs) down the aisle and the whole photo spread in people magazine and this had the world talking especially because they got married in vegas then had the second wedding um at, at his home so 
I don't know. I had to put this at number three because it was probably more talked about than even Kim and Kanye's divorce. Well, you know, the crazy part about it was it was like was engaged to A-Rod. They break up and then right away she's seen back to Ben Affleck. And we just, you know, people didn't know if it was speculation that they're just friends hanging out. But it was like no more engaged and just right back to Ben Affleck. It was just mm-hmm. very quick, very quick. But there's it was a big star wedding. Jay but Shetty I, I like – I. I love it. I love seeing them together. I love seeing this rekindled romance because, I mean, even like my wife and I, we dated in high school, then we broke up and got back together. When we got back together, that was like the moment I was like, this is the woman I'm going to marry because it was, you, you see what life is like without the person and then it makes you appreciate what you had and you want that back. And so I think it makes for a stronger relationship. So I, I give, think that they yeah, will be good. I think Ben... I give respect when it's, you know, I give credit what credit's due. Ben's giving, you know, he's dealing with the attention pretty well because it's not easy being married to J-Lo with the attention from the paparazzi and cameras always following you. It's not, it's intense. And Ben deals with it pretty well. I mean, even when he walks around with her kids or he was shot the other day just kind of walking around or going to McDonald's with her kids. And, like, the cameras are now on him a lot. And he's dealing with it pretty well. My (laughs) kids... My only question Which is funny is, because he never dealt with it well when he was with Jen Gardner. Yeah, but my question is, again, because they become such a couple, like such a tabloidy type couple, does this mm-hmm. affect his acting career? Because Ben hasn't really done that much in a while. I don't think so because Jen is such a high-profile celebrity. She's got a very good reputation, I think, a very hard worker. I think no one doubts how hard she works, and so I think that – it's a reflection of the couple, if that makes sense. Like, it's not the partying couple. It's like the hardworking Hollywood couple that, you know, he obviously, he's been putting a lot of time and effort. He wants to start up this whole movie, uh, what is it, the movie production yeah. company that it's gives back more to the actors, um, puts more power back in the actors' hands, makes it more about the craft rather than just um, the, the momentary success um, that they're left out of the back-end deals. So... I don't think I think people Ben's already made a name for himself and I, I I think that because the news is all kind of positive around them I think he'll be fine yeah all right number I think it I think it gets like it's more like Brad and Angelina when they were at the height of their career you know it was like power couple everyone wants to work with them and you you hire Ben because you also want Jen to show up to the events like I, I think there's a certain level of you're just a massive a-list couple at that point yeah all right, number two. Number two. This was a whew, this was a doozy. But Johnny Depp and the Amber Heard trial that revealed a lot of wild stuff for many many weeks at a time. Um, this is definitely number two on my list, just because this was like top of the headlines for for many weeks. This trial that was going down um, and listening to you know the stories of her potentially pooping in the bed, which is probably the thing that stands out the most in my mind, the recordings of each other being pushed out there, the amount of private information that the world got to find out about between Johnny and Amber, and how after all of it, she essentially lost. I mean, the court case was just incredible for Johnny Depp to have the balls to put everything out there and just said, I have nothing to lose. And then he 
winds up winning the case. Amber Heard is just him. Everyone took Johnny's side. He'd walk into court like a rock star. P fans came from all over the world just to see him. You know, it was pretty insane. And obviously, the famous poop in the bed became a, a very popular meme out of it. But oh. it was a hundred percent worth it for him. Yep. And I'll tell you, the only reason he did this trial was to clear his name in the in the court of public opinion more so than the court. I don't think he cared about the money that she was going to owe him. I don't care. I don't think he cared about the amount of information that the world would know about him, like super embarrassing information the world was going to know about him. Because at the end of the day, he was let go from Pirates of the Caribbean. And now it looks like he will be returning as Captain Jack Sparrow. And the only reason that that is going to happen is because of this trial. He because of him going and putting himself out there for the world so that he no longer looked like the bad guy. Very risky move, but it paid off. You know, I wonder who was in his ear and saying, Johnny, you need to do this. Or if it was him just saying, I need to do this. I think this. it's probably him being like... I can't stand having my name just drug through the mud and everyone thinking that I am a, a a woman beater and all of this kind of stuff. He was like, she needs to, you know, fess up for the part that she's played in the, the, the delusion of this marriage, disillusion of this marriage. Yeah, it was just such a risky move, paid off. But the story itself, when I mean, people were glued to their TVs just watching this court case because it was crazy to see Johnny Depp just on the being on the chair just being questioned about his relationship you know and how like funny it was too like the the the, the comments that he would say and how it would get the the courtroom laughing and how it was like such a stark difference between when she would be on the stage or on the the stage on the stand and the way people would react to her being up there yeah and crying and all of that all right Dex our number one story of the year number one story of the year came in early but it has to go to will smith and chris rock and the oscar slap heard round the world um by far this was the most talked about slash shocking story of the year will smith losing his cool was very unpredictable um but on the biggest stage and on the night that was going to be his biggest night of all time, like you, you literally work your entire career as an actor to win Best Actor, and he did it. However, it was so tarnished by the slap that, um, you know, him getting banned, all of it, I think this makes number one for sure. Yeah, it was, I just remember watching it live. And I was just like, did that really happen? Like, what what just happened? It was just, I had to rewind it, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I think everyone was just shocked. Like, what just happened? And then we kind of had some insight of what happened later that night. And Chris Rock, credit to him, I think, handled it so well. And he still handled it so well because it's not easy being in the position he has. And he still, you know, this is almost more than a year later, has still not addressed it. He still has not spoke about it. In fact... Three weeks after the incident, he went on stage in, I think it was Boston. Cameras everywhere. The crowd's re like ready to heckle him and hear him talk about the Oscar situation. And he said, I'm not talking about it. And Will Smith uh, recently went on the Trevor Noah show and somewhat talked about it, but kind of 
scapegoat. It was a bullshit interview. But I mean, just when that happened live, and then just to see him break down after he got the the award, and now, you know, the the conclusion of the story is Will Smith is banned from the Oscars. Which he's got that new movie, the Emancipation movie, yeah. which. I think could easily be an Oscar movie based on like based on the time, based on the the script, based on like all of it to me screams Oscar movie. And so I'm very curious to see what happens does the does the academy still give him a nomination with everything out there? You just can't show up. So I don't know. There's a lot of questions I have about this. Like would they give it to him? If this was the best movie of all time with the best performance, you know, like what happens? I don't know. A lot of a lot of questions. And the, the worst part is, again, I'll go back to the Trevor Noah interview with Will Smith. He dropped the ball so much because the question I'm so curious about is if Will Smith has spoken to Chris. And I didn't hear that at all. From the, like I, that's what I'm curious about what happened after. And obviously Chris was upset and shaken up. But Chris did go out that night. He didn't hide after the situation. He went to Guy series party. Hung out, talked to people. I think people were, from what we heard, were a little bit nervous to go up to him. But he was like, I'm just kind of doing me. Um, Will, on the other hand, has not mentioned if he spoke to Chris or what came from that. So that's the part I'm so curious. What happened? What has happened from that situation? But I think man. I think the funniest part is that we are all so accustomed to publicity stunts that for a long time, everyone's like, publicity stunt, publicity stunt. You know, it wasn't until there was actual repercussions from the Academy and everything that the world started to realize, oh, shit, this is like, this is real. He actually did that because it was so uncharacteristic of Will Smith to lay hands on someone that I didn't believe it was real for a very long time. Yeah, but um, yeah, wild situation, wild story. Wild year 2022. I mean, there's just so many stories from each story that it's become a, a great year. I'm, a, I'm interested to see what's going to happen in 2023. Will Kim K find a new man? Will Khloe Kardashian find a new man? Which celebrity will die next? No, that's so sad. Will Britney Spears <laughs> put clothes on for an Instagram post? <laughs> will, <laughs> will Jason Sinekis and Olivia Wilde do a movie together? Um, I don't know. There's just so many things that... Or happen. That's why we say this industry, it just doesn't end. It's so bizarre. And sometimes when their new story happens, because it is show business, you have to question each story because yeah. is it publicity or is it for real? Uh, like we said in the Will Smith situation, that was a real slap. There was some real anger and there was some real beef there. So what a year it's done. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you guys leave a review. It's the best thing you do to support us. Just go to iTunes, put in Hollywood Raw. Go all the way to the bottom, say a few kind of words, five stars, and we'll actually read your reviews live on air. Uh, check us out on Instagram at Hollywood Raw Pod. We're also on TikTok. We're on Facebook. We have this private group called Off the Record, which I strongly suggest you join. It's just kind of like a cool group where you guys talk to each other and kind of ask us questions. And you guys talk to each other. We see what's trending. And it's kind of become our own news feed. So um, thank you guys for everyone in the Off the Record group uh find me at adam glenn find dax holt at dax holtz we'll see you guys next time a huda media production